Alright, it's still Cinco de Mayo, and I'm going to crack open another one of these puppies. Hold on. Oh, my. Yeah. I wetted myself. So I just want to say uh, thanks, guys, for taking the red pill. Oh, man, I took the blue pill. Oh, shit, Bill, that's a different blue pill. <laughs> but Yeah, but look, are you not impressed? Look at that thing, huh? Now, so what are we doing now? I took the blue pill. What am I supposed to do with this? Come on, man. Maria. Maria. Oh, Maria's coming in here. Uh, so, uh, Maria, uh, what do you think of this, huh? Look at this, huh? Azúcar agua. Uh, she likes it. All right, Bill, you and Maria go do your thing, and uh, we're going to get on to the show, part two. All right, guys, we are glad. We are glad you're back, and we're glad you decided to take the red pill. And we are going to... Fill your cranium. Hey, what? Bill, <laughs> come on. No, but seriously. All joking aside, and we'll probably joke a little bit while we're talking because we want to keep it somewhat lighthearted. I'm just holding this beer here. It's just calling my name. <laughs> but seriously, we ended the last part one. We ended part one with you asked a question. What yes. was that? Have you ever heard of Event 201? Ooh, oh my, that's very orangey. Not event right? 201, but this right? beer. <laughs> it's like drinking orange juice. <laughs> not bad, though, right? Yeah, it's not horrible. It is Bud Light. It so, is Bud Light. You know, piss, piss with orange is, is not bad. It's still piss. Yeah. But with orange. All right, guys. Event 201. What, what do you guys know about it? Can we get some answers? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Um, he's sick. My friend saw him at Baskin Robbins and... Isn't it something like that? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Event 201 was an event. Interesting. <laughs> so, go ahead. So, it was a, um, it was a partnership. Right. Between John Hopkins Center. Okay. The... Bill and soon to be Melinda Gates. What, Foundation. She's, she's still she's still Melinda Gates. <laughs> well, soon it's just to be to the Melinda Gates Foundation because when mm. she takes him to the cleaners, uh, <laughs> Bill's going to be like, "Damn it, <laughs> this, this really backfired." This is micro micro hard. Oh, so the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and uh, the, the WEF, the WEF, the the WEF, the World Economic Forum. Forum. And the interesting thing about the WEF, <laughs> if if <laughs> just to make it easier, isn't he a rapper? <laughs> the WEF. <laughs> the WEF. I, oh, I don't know, man. I'm an old man. If 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 Bing Crosby didn't sing it, I don't know it. Um, have you have you looked at their uh, their uh, shit? What's the word I'm looking for? Their I want to say their picture, logo? but yeah, there you go, logo. Okay, right. So it's World Economic, Economic Forum, Forum, and the O's kind of line up, and they mm -hmm. have a line running through them. And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More on that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> well, it goes in line with Google's uh, logo and yeah. other logos throughout soon, the Soon country. to be on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Event 201. Does anybody know why they called it Event 201? 
why is that? Well, first, let's tell them what Event 201 oh, okay. was. Okay. Event 201 was a pandemic exercise to mm-hmm. illustrate preparedness for a, a pandemic. A pandemic crisis, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, what they did was they did some stuff, right? Oh. <laughs> Very interesting. So it was it was an exercise to simulate the series of dramatic scenario based facilitated discussions confronting difficult true to life dilemmas associated with rec- I'm sorry, I went straight into the Twilight Zone because that's kind of what it is, right? Uh true to life dilemmas associated with the response of hypo hypo oh, Jesus Christ. Hypothetical. I don't know what the hell I was trying to say there. I don't was like dot gum. <laughs> Oh, that's dot com. Dot jizz. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Another bill. Um, But scientifically plausible, a pandemic, 15 global business, government, and public health leaders were all players in the simulation. So So, I'm going to say this. Okay. For any of you out there listening that are interested in this, you need to go up and look at the videos for Event 201. I, they're, I on Goog- they're on they're uh, on YouTube. They're on YouTube. They're on the World Health, the World, whatever they're Rumble, called. Rumble. They're on whatever you the, want. The to. WEF, the World Economic Forum. They have a YouTube page. They you play these. Vi- they put it out there they're for you. They're not. Yeah, it. they're not even trying to hide it. So, event two hundred one was mm. put on. Huh. What the fuck is she saying right there? Read that. White House press on CDC engaging with stakeholders. stakeholders. Okay. Not shareholders. Not, not to interrupt what, what you're about to say, so please don't forget. You have the press secretary on the news right now talking about stakeholders. More on that to come. I'm sorry. Continue. No, it's fine. So event 201 was held in October of 2019. Right. And what was it that they were discussing? So basically what this was is this was an exercise that they brought up a fictitious scenario in which the, the world ran into a global pandemic that, and they were trying to um, what, gauge their readiness right. what to would deal the, with What the would pandemic. individual governors or gov- governors, governments do in this, in this, what would happen state. to those uh, countries' economies and so on and so right. forth? So, much like uh, fire departments hold fire readiness, you know, what, yeah, they, they you practice burning buildings right. and see what, and, you know, how, how the gonna, fire burns right. and exactly. how they're going to put it out and exactly. so on and so forth. So, that's what this was. Cops run drills where they just randomly kill black people. Exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? I, that's what people oh, think. So. I see. Okay, so in this event 201, they talked about a coronavirus. A new coronavirus was going to infect the world. Well, it was going to, the way that they presented it it was it was going to come through our food system. So it was going to infect the herd. It was going to affect our livestock. Right. And it was going to present... Flu-like symptoms, mm-hmm. pneumonia-like symptoms. It was going to cause severe respiratory problems, like the flu. Mm. But it was going to create a global pandemic, right? 
So now this was in October of 2019. 2019. This was a mere two months before COVID-19 was discovered in, in Wuhan, Wuhan China. right. And what, uh, four months roughly before the shit hit the fan, uh, so to speak, right? So why I asked earlier, and I got a scratch on my back, and with these freaking guns that I got carrying around here, it's kind of hard to reach it. Can you come over and scratch my back, buddy? No. No. Damn it. Anyway, my question was, why did they call it Event 201? Okay. That's a random number, right? They just said, hey, it was in Room 201, so we'll call it Event 201, right? Mm. No. No. Okay. So... Basically, how they came up with this number was, uh, on average, okay, in recent years, the world has seen a growing number of epidemic events, Mm -hmm. um, amounting to approximately 200 events annually. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. (laughs) Annually. I think you just see what you want to see. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and uh, these events are increasing, and they are disruptive to health economics in society managing the events already strained global capacity even absent uh, a pandemic threat Uh, words are hard today Uh, i I can see take (laughs) another drink (laughs) it'll clear those words experts agree experts agree that is only a matter of time before one of these pandemics become global so a pandemic with potentially catastrophic consequences, a severe pandemic, which becomes event 201, right? So we've had 200. Right. This would be So they're, what they're saying is basically on average, in recent years, there's 200 situations around the globe. Now, you, you might be saying 200. I don't, what are you talking about, 200 events? Now, it's not saying in America, there's 200 events. That's saying globally. That's globally. So in Africa, there might be one, ten, whatever. In in America, there might be a heavy flu outbreak, or you know whatever the situation may be. And it's not, it's not um, Mother Nature. It's not. I mean, I guess whatever. But it's not like a hurricane or tornadoes or no, earthquakes about, or whatever. Yeah, right. These are like. Sickly outbreaks of you know, like we had with your SARS, SARS, the bird flu, the Ebola, the you know, whatever the swine flu, right? So, the Zika, does anybody remember now virus, the uh, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, AIDS, oh, um, dengue fever, Ben Gay fever, (laughs) is that the same as Pac Man fever? Oh, but so, (laughs) see, I guess we are going to joke a little bit, right. (laughs) <laughs> this is no laughing matter. This is no but laughing matter. We're trying matter. to bring a little levity and, to And it. the funny thing about this is, this isn't me and Chris making shit up. I'm what I'm reading to you is off of ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. <laughs> what I'm reading to you is I'm going to show my my uh, phone here to Chris. What does that say? It says event two hundred one. So this is off of their website. Oh, I'm, yeah. It's not like this is some conspiracy theory guy sitting in the corner of his mom's basement that's like, "Hey guys, this is what I think." Blah blah blah. Right. This is their website. Right. So this event two hundred one was an exercise that consisted of pre-recorded news broadcasts, live staff briefings, briefings. <laughs> what was that about drinking a little bit more, buddy? <laughs> Pardon me. 
<laughs> live staff briefings and moderated discussions on specific topics. These issues were carefully designed in a compelling narrative that educated the participants and the audience. So in participation with this, you had the head of the CDC. Right. The United States CDC, I should say. The Chinese CDC. Right. Oddly enough. Right? No coincidence there, right? Right. You had the head of Johnson & Johnson, who is now making their own vaccine. Right. You had the he uh, the head of... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Damn it, Bill! <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get anything done around here with him. Running. Put your pants on. <laughs> I will say this, he... It is impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But you also had two members of banking organizations. Right. So in these presentations that they gave, they were talking about the economic effect of this pandemic. Right. Because they were hoping for, not, I don't want to say collapse, but they were looking at, Pandemics will cause, on average, animal... Animal. <laughs> Another round for everybody! We're, we're, what are we bringing out to margarita stuff? <laughs> Annual economic loss of 0.7% global GDP, or about $570 billion. So, they wanted to see, in the, in the, in the uh, event 201, they wanted to gauge what public perception would be what would happen to people's fears like how would people react how would the uh economies uh react and so on and so forth well even to the point where they had people on there talking about communications talking about the possible need for an internet shutdown to Stop or quell, quell the information, disinformation or right. misinformation. Right. So they're talking about actually taking the internet down so people can't communicate about what's going on or what right. they're seeing. Controlling the narrative. Right. And guys, that that to me, and and in preparing for this episode, uh, Don and myself, we we ended up watching reading several things, watching uh, a couple of videos on this very thing. And I think the overwhelming um, the overwhelming sense that I got from everything that I read, everything that I watched, was about controlling the narrative. Yeah. Because if you, if you install fear, okay, so if you introduce fear, to your enemy, shit, right? For lack of a better term, okay? The, <laughs> the art of war is if you can install fear, even if it's just mind fear. You know, you, you've heard the term, I've really been trying to be better about cursing, but I'm going to have to say this just for effect. Mother son! No. <laughs> but to mind fuck somebody, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you install that fear by by nothing. It's all the fear was words, right? Right. There was no proof. It was all words. 
So I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it, that's fine. And, you, and you're exactly right. So the fear that they're instilling, why do you think that they're instilling that fear? I don't know why. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a it's a form. It's of a control. control. It's a yeah. I mean, but it's also a form of dependence. I'll, I'll I'll break it down to you like this, not to you, but to the audience members. I'm going to break it down like this. As a parent, <laughs> as a parent, you have children, child, whatever. Right. What you're saying is, oops. <laughs> what you're saying is. You said words. What did you just say? No. You said fear So and dependence, right? So when you have a little kid and he or she is doing something and, and it's wrong. Right. To correct them, you want to... You want to... Inst- Not instill fear, fear but, but you want to show them the dangers. Right. Of what and they're doing. Like when my kids were little, I really never had to spank them a lot. But... <laughs> There was the fear. Now the beatings. However, that was different. <laughs> yeah, baseball bats not spanking. No, um, <laughs> joking. Uh, or am I? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was the fear of being punished. Right. I never really had to do anything. It was just the idea that something could happen. Right. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's essentially what we're looking at here. We're looking at a form of control, a form of dependence because if we instill the fear we've got the answer right so therefore you're going to come to us for the answer you're going to come to us for the vaccine you're going to come to us for the cure right so therefore you know no need to be afraid we got you yeah and and the way they Big did that got you in the way they did that because you had other nations you had business leaders you had Bill and the soon-to-be Melinda Gate. Oh wait, <laughs> but you had you had corporations, world corporations, not just you know American, you know whatever, and um, people that you don't even know. People that when I say Claus, uh, Claus, easy for you to say, <laughs> Claus Schwab. When I say that name to you, you're like Santa Claus was there, right? You don't, most people don't know who in the hell that is. Google who Claus Schwab is. Fuck it. I'll tell you. He is, who is, who is he? Who, who is so, Mr. Schwab? He is a German engineer and economic, economicist. Oh, Jesus com. What he said. Dot gov. Best known. Dot com. As the founder and executive chairman for the World Economic Forum. So there you go. So. This guy runs the WEF, right? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is he? I mean, I know you just said. I'm just saying. When, I, when we were saying in part one, we were talking about Biden and Kamala, when, and, and I threw up the air quotes of the they. Who is they? And I wasn't saying they is Kamala and Joe and Jing and all these. They, I'm not saying they're not involved but they are not the they. Right. The they are people like Klaus. Klaus. Now, I could say Bill Gates is one of the they's. Right. You know who the fuck I'm talking about. Right. It's important to know that there is plenty of people that are involved in the they. <laughs> <laughs> not bidet. <laughs> the they. 
Or it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't know about. You would have never known that name. Right. Most people would not know who the fuck Klaus Schwab is if we didn't say his name. Klaus Schwab is essentially what you could call the godfather of the... Well, I mean the father. I'm not, I'm not going to say the godfather. He the did father. He did daddy. He did daddy. He the baby daddy of the Great Reset. And and what makes him so fucking important? You know, this dude is bona fide communist, yes. bona fide socialist. Yes. And I mean, and he's not a. It's not like he's some dude that just graduated high. No. He's an old man. He's been touting said Great Reset for a while. Right. It's not like this all of a sudden. Like yeah, it's not we like had that, the, the COVID nineteen pandemic came up, and he's like, "This is a guys. I got this great idea." Like, he'd been touting this shit for at least 10 years prior to. Right. Now, he's using the COVID-19 pandemic to say, this is the perfect time for this because we cannot sustain, which is going to be another word that you're going to find that's quite common in the Great Reset, mm -hmm. sustainability. We cannot sustain the earth the way that we're going. We cannot sustain our way of life. The way that it's going, right? Right. And uh, I'm sorry, I was looking up something. <laughs> and somehow or another, he was able to convince all these leaders of different countries. Now, go back to the word "the they." Okay, so this is something that, like you said, has been going on for ten years or more, or more. And I say or more. This. Particular event 201, uh, agenda 2030, these things are relatively new, right? But in the grand scheme of things, this whole situation, I mean, what is he, seven, is he 70 or 80 yeah, something? He's, he's probably in his 70s, late 70s. Hey, he was born in 38. He's 83. There you go. So. He's been a part of this situation for a long time to the point where I'm going to throw another name out that most. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> the drunk <laughs> twins. Um, to the point where I'm going to throw this name out. I'm, I'm not throwing it out to you because I know you know. But I, we probably won't play the video because it's, what, about 15 minutes, 13 minutes I'm going to have. What's that? Oh, yes. So. There was a gentleman who defected here from Russia in 8234, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Um, his name is Bob Johnson. Oh. <laughs> his name is Yuri Bezimov. Bez Bezmanov. 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 See, when you say it in a Russian accent, Bezmanov. It, it kind of goes. It goes, yes. Yeah. Yuri. Rolls right off the Rolls right off the vodka drinking tongue. <laughs> oh, excuse me. No. Anyway, this seriously? gentleman was a... No, seriously, he was a defector from Russia. But he He was did, a former KGB right. agent. So, if you don't know what KGB is, I, I don't want to talk to you guys like you're idiots. I got to assume you're, you've right. got some level of intelligence. I mean, shit, you're listening to us, right? <laughs> but anyway, so former KGB, basically like a CIA agent. Go right. ahead. So if you haven't seen this video, please, by all means, go on YouTube. Because funny enough, when we started researching this stuff, I started seeing the same stuff being posted by different people on Twitter. Right. Coincidence? 
You know what I mean? Like, it, it just so happens that it coincides with the same time that we happen to be researching this very thing? I don't think so. I think other people are starting to wake up to the fact that this is what we have going on. Well, it's interesting because you see a lot of different, depending on what news media you watch or who you watch or go on Twitter, whatever you do, you'll hear a lot of people reference um, 1984. Oh, this is very 1984 like. This is 1984 right. like. This George is 1984. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay, forget about the book. Mm hmm. This video mm -hmm. was from nineteen was from nineteen eighty four, not the book, not the book nineteen eighty four. The video he he was doing an interview with some news guy. I don't know who it was, and it what looked like maybe like a sixty minutes or a twenty twenty type, whatever. Right. Go on to YouTube. The search. YouTubes. Go search Yuri Bezmenov. Mm -hmm. The video I think it pop up. I think it's the first video. Right. Listen to it. It's 10, 15 minutes. I don't know exactly how long it is. And this video is, th uh, what, almost 30 years old. Right. Right? No, it's over 30 years Over 30 old. years. Yeah, 84. Yeah. So, so 37 years old. Right. Go ahead. He basically breaks down everything that you see going on in America right now. Well, not even right now. If you listen to what he's saying, if you listen while he's talking, and he speaks pretty good English, so it's right. not like you got to think about what he's saying. Right. While he's talking, think of what the world has been like the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right? And when he's saying the words that he's saying, he's not saying 37 years from now, blah, blah, blah. He's saying this is going on now, and this was in 84. Right. Okay, so I remember 84. I was a, a, a spry 32-year-old. No. He was a wee lad. <laughs> no, I was, I was a kid. You know, I was 11 years old. Um, so 11, you don't really care about the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to play with right. your buddies, right? Right. Um, so he's saying in this video that he's <laughs> – Basically breaking down what Russia did right. back in the 40s and saying, this is what's going on now. This was in 84. And it takes a couple of well, generations to mind, mind fuck. <laughs> Essentially, right. He's talking about how you go about and how long it takes to destabilize a nation. Right. And it's very interesting, the stuff he talks about. And if you don't know... The history of Russia, which, why would we? I mean, because... We barely teach our own well, history. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> what, that's where I was going to go with this. When he's, <laughs> he's saying the words he's saying. So when I was in, you know, uh, like middle school and high school and whatever, they... Uh, yeah, wait till she pulls out a gun. <laughs> Did you see that shit? Mm -hmm. um, wait till... Uh, when I was in school... Back in 84, 85, Russia was the bad guy. Right. Right. And I'm not the saying Cold that. War. Cold yeah. War. I mean, Ronald Reagan, you know, every movie that was in the theater, any kind of Top Gun or anything like that was us against them. Right. You know? Um, so, obviously, any kind of history that we learned about Russia was the bad, they're evil. They're right. the evil empire. Right. Right. Uh, little did many people know they were our ally during World War II. Okay, but Re that was reluctant ally. Well, that was the beginning of the bad stuff of Russia, right? Right, Stalin. 
Um, and that's when the Bolshevik there you Revolution go. Bolshevik Revolution started was around that same time frame. So he goes on to say <clears throat> in this video, how do you do this? Well, you start by <clears throat> erasing your history. Right. So what they did in, in the Bolshevik Revolution, <laughs> Bolshevik Rev Revolution was, what did they do? So <clears throat> if you didn't know this, um, Russia used to be ran by kings, right? Kind of right. like England and you know many other countries. Well, they, they, the the they of Russia didn't want that. They wanted a a president and a military and so on and so forth. So they ousted the king, and then and his family and his family and his lineage and whatever. And then they tore down the statues, of right? Said so kings. so not or that the czar, right? I guess it would be. I think that's how they were referred to. Well, either way. But that way, the people that were alive at the time, yeah, they would know what the hell's going on. And even maybe, like, if I'm a 30-year-old father in 1940 Russia, I can see what's going on. My kids can see what's going on, and I can tell my kids. But as time goes by, the story goes away. You change the history books. There's no statues. So it's like you're out and about in the park and be like, oh, Dad, who's... Who's what's that statue of? Oh, that's you know so and so. He used to be king. Blah blah blah. Whatever. If said statue isn't there, no questions are asked. Fast forward to today, and what's going on around here? They're tearing down statues of Washington and Jefferson and our uh, kings, if you will. Founding fathers. Right. right. You know. I mean. You know. Whatever you want to call them. I know when Washington no, they wanted to make him king and so on and right, so right, forth. Right. But, um, and, and under the guides of, we got to tear these statues down because these guys used to be slave owners. They're bad. They're bad men. Okay. Um, and our local governments in different parts of the country bow down to these BLM and Antifa, whatever protesters under guides of social justice. It's the right thing to do to make right. everybody feel comfortable. Right. And we take the history out. So, like I said, when I was in school, we had American and world and whatever history. <clears throat> Nowadays, they don't even do that. They didn't teach much about the Russian history or world. When they talked about world history, it was always about how great America is and how bad everyone else is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, to the point where I remember when I was in school thinking, England sucks. Yeah, bullshit. Nah. Screw them, sons of bitches. I'm glad we left them right. 270 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. Oh, but in the past 200 years, they've been our friends. Right. Right? But, ah, screw that shit. You know. We're the best. Yeah. Everybody else sucks. USA number one. Okay, USA. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, you, you destroy the history. So, Yuri Bezmanov... Bismanov was was laying out what is what is and it's not even like this was his thought like I think this might happen he's like look this is this is happening, happening. this is happening this is happening now this As is I'm how sitting here this is how you usher in cos right. cos cos cosmonauts well he, communism and socialism right so what he's what he's doing is he's basically laying out the history of what happened in Russia. Right. He was glad he was able to escape 
communist Russia. But then he gets here and says, shit, the same thing's happening well, here. in 1984, it probably wasn't quite so prevalent. You couldn't see it, but he's talking about the things the that beginnings. they went through, the beginnings. If you set your clock, if you set your watch right now, this is how long it would take to do this. Right. These are the things that we're seeing. And he's already talking about, I'm starting to see the beginnings in 1984 of the same things that they went through in Russia. Right. So you fast forward 37 years, and we're basically in the thick of it. Right. So you create chaos. And so we were talking earlier about divisions. So we don't know who exactly is at the top. Is it the WEF? Is it Claus? Is it someone else? You listen to different podcasts, and they talk about these trillionaires. Like when you say billionaire, you think of... You know, Bill Gates, you think of uh, Donald Trump, Donald you Trump, think you think of, of Elon Musk, right? You think of uh, Zuckerberg, you think of these Jeff Bezos, yeah, you think of these people, Th those are the people you know, right? Now, what if you come to understand that there are people more wealthy, right? And, than that, those and that those people are just kind of foot soldiers in the mix, understand that they are so wealthy, you don't even know their fucking name, right. And That's they can, how wealthy they are. And they can take out world, you know, governments. They can make or break you, so to speak. So, you take these organizations that you're talking about. You're taking the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You're taking the WEF. You're taking the United Nations, who is going to play a very key role in all this. You take the royal family. You take the top banking systems of the world. You take the Open Society Foundation, uh, George Soros, and they all come together for an agreement about how they can um, create a global sustainability. Right. And this is what they're calling the Great Reset. And, and the funny thing about that is... It, a couple of one particular acronym that you did not use in that situation was what? What's that? BLM. They are actually a part of this. So if BLM for I'm sorry, but no, BLM for what most people think is just a you know a well organized group of you know colored social, folks that social, are social justice right that are fighting that are, for George Floyd and fighting for right. this person and that person and. No, no. This group of people, I say group like there's, you know, this organization mm -hmm. of people is a lot deeper and thicker than anyone realize. Right. Like I always ask the question when this all first started, and I think we first saw BLM when, um, uh, what's his name, Michael Brown, Right. So that two, was the first ride. Right, there. 2017 mm -hmm. is is when BLM kind of became prevalent. Right. Right? But they've been around a, a little while before then, the, the beginnings of them. Would, would you like to know that BLM is not an American-only situation? BLM is everywhere. Why? Because what we what we believe, and we don't know this for a fact, we do know for a fact that they are part of this of the agenda twenty thirty. The they they are part of the they. They are 
basically what you would say if you took America, for example, and you have legislative and you have executive branch and you got the well, judiciary, the they the BLM part of this would be your military. Well, to that point, and that's what I was just thinking about. So if you're looking at a chessboard, right, right. So you have your 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 king, your queen, right, right. You have your rooks, you have your knights, you have your pawns. bishops. Right. I would equate the BLM to your pawns. Right. They are your foot soldiers. They are the they are the first ones off the board. <laughs> right. Well, I mean they are. They're right. they're kinda like the boots on the ground. They're the first ones. They're making the move. They're making the first move. So in the Greek reset, what we're looking for is there needs to be an end of the current economic system to bring on a fourth and this is this is this is straight from Klaus Schwab so right. you know and and um, before you talk uh, he's talking about Klaus Schwab this is straight from his mouth the world economic forum the WEF they've got a YouTube channel he says this. These are words out of his mouth. We are not making this up. Right. So anything that we're talking about, guys, I'm telling you right now, you can go on YouTube and watch it. They're not even trying to hide Right. It. We need to end the current economic system to bring in the fourth industrial revolution before it's too late. Now, this was a plan that they started preaching prior, prior to, to COVID. COVID-19. So now that COVID-19's come around... And they can see the reaction that's being generated off of this. They're kind of piggybacking off of that. Right. Right. And it's almost like what they did. Now, this is just me speculating. Okay. What they did is they had this meeting, this event 201 in uh, October of 19, right? Well, two years prior to that, they the they <laughs> had the agenda 20 the 2030 agenda for sustain sustainable development um and this was a global goals this wasn't an american thing like this klaus schwab is from germany this isn't like some dude in nebraska thinking this was a great idea right so and they had a forum and that was in uh 2017 December of 2017 okay so this idea I shouldn't say this idea started in 2017 but he was able to basically get other countries on board with this sustainable agenda so to speak in 2017 so surely between 2017 and October of 19 they had other meetings right so around here, you hear the Green New Deal, and we need to get rid of cows, and we need to do this. I mean, shit, the cow argument has been, I've been hearing that for years. Like, I remember being in high school, and the ozone's ruining. The ozone's deteriorating. And what's it from? Oh, it's from cow farts. Remember that? Right. And fast forward, and it's like, once you start really thinking about the stuff you heard as a kid or as a young adult, and you look at now, it's like, well, shit, they've been putting this in people's heads for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? Um, and I, that's it. No. <laughs> hmm. I'm sorry. I lost, lost my train of thought. 
Well, so we're, we're looking at the different aspects of the Great Reset. So one of them is an economic foundation. Okay. One of them is, uh, what did we talk about? We talked about a sustainability. We talked right. about an environmental. So we talked about a um, climate change. <laughs> so what, what's the big thing that we're seeing going on? So the, the very first thing is you got to unsettle. You got to have division. You got to have because it's unity. Right. Unity is the one thing. So what are we seeing right now? We're seeing the upheaval in the guise of unity. What is one of the things that Biden preached on that he, that he ran on that he was going to unify the country right, right. when he's done because damn they, near nothing. They don't want unity. No, they, they don't need, want unity. They need division. They need division, but they're preaching it under the guise of unity. And if you, they're trying to achieve unity, but but the white supremacists aren't allowing it. Right. Yeah. So I was going to say. So if you if you go against their right. what they want to do, you're you're a racist. Right. Essentially. Right. So then we see climate change. Climate change is the next big thing, and you're going to see a huge uptick in climate change coming. We're already starting to see it with the John Kerry, with the the Greta. Well, we already we started with the Greta Thunberg right. type garbage. Um, you're going to start to see more of it with John Kerry. Of course, he's preaching the you know. And so, interestingly enough, I've actually got a photo here. Hang on, just a second. Let me let me get to it here. Well, and and there's another name in that mix that no one's hasn't talked about in years. Well, that's that's where the photos come from. Okay. Is it is it who I'm thinking of? I'm sure it is. Uh, is it my buddy? It's somewhere. Is, is it the guy I had with me? My buddy? It's the inventor of the internet. Oh, that's who I thought it was. You're talking about my buddy. <laughs> the actual president when I was president. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, he handled the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. I, he, I was just, the, he was my Kamala, so to speak. <laughs> I just handled the goods. <laughs> We're talking about Al Gore. Yeah. Former Vice President Al Gore. So he is huge in the climate change stuff, right? Right. Huge. He's huge. It's massive, tremendous. So I've got a little picture here of him saying, climate change will melt all the ice. You know, he's he's very big on the melting of the ice in the polar regions and the, and the ice caps and stuff like that. Right. So 2009, climate change will melt the ice by 2013. Mm. And then it's underneath. It's 2013 now. By 2016, it's 2016. By 2019, you know, it's he keeps moving. Much like we've seen, they move the goalpost. Right. Much like any other. So then, when it happens, you're like, ah, I told you. I, I told you. Now, you what? told us that 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but, I was off, but I was right. <laughs> Ultimately, I was right. He'll be dead before he's right. Probably. <laughs> Interesting side note on Al Gore. Okay, so who is Al Gore? A guy. What What was he? Uh, another guy. He was another guy. Now he's a woman. His <laughs> oh. pronouns are no penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we know Al Gore as ex-vice president, right? He was vice president under Bill Clinton for eight years. So I, I don't even know, to be honest with you, I don't know what he was prior to. Uh, Bill Clinton, doo, doo, doo. so he was a senator from, hmm. from where? Hmm. From where, buddy? Well, we don't claim him. <laughs> we don't, no, no, we no, don't no, no, no. I didn't know him. this until I just saw it. Yes. I've uh-huh. tried to hide that fact from you for a long time. Hmm. Interesting. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's from Tennessee. Son of a bitch. Anyway, so he was a senator from Tennessee. Okay, I'll forgive you. Thank you. Uh, Ex-vice president. So how, how much money do you think he should be worth? A cool nickel. Uh, maybe two nickels, right? <laughs> but by the time he's done... Uh, 330 million nickels. Oh, shit. <laughs> he, he has amassed a wealth... Off, uh, he, okay, so let me be, before I go into that, he hasn't been vice president since '98, mm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. When'd you leave office, Bill? Uh, 2000. There you go. Oh wait, when? <laughs> two, two, 2000? Was it 2000? Hell, I don't know. Let me think about this. Okay, so yeah, he's 94, 88, 90. 98. Yeah, 98 to to um. Oh six and right, right. Okay, so ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Let me see. Uh, 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 to ninety three. Oh, oh, two thousand. I was right. Two thousand. I'm an idiot. Uh, so, <laughs> Bill Clinton, right? No. <laughs> uh, so from two thousand. To today, for the last 20 years, I guess he technically left office in 01. Right. So for 20 years, what the fuck has Al Gore been doing? When is the last time you heard Al Gore's name mentioned? Yeah. Past him inventing the the internet for us. Thank God. <laughs> or thank, thank you, Al. Al. Thank you, Al. Al you G. allowed this podcast to go out over the yeah. airwaves. Thank oh, you. Oh, I just lost the internet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, but um, he's been pimping, preaching... Uh, he's he was the John Kerry before John Kerry was being yeah. was cool, and that's where John Kerry was like, he's worth three hundred thirty million. I need some of that. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me hop a bottle. Actually, John Kerry's probably worth more than that. Let me <laughs> let me pop a bottle of Heinz. For those of you who don't know, is John Kerry's got got ketchup money. <laughs> His wife is uh is is of the Heinz right fortune. So yeah, he don't need he doesn't really need the money, you know. So why is he doing what he's doing? I don't know, but. Nonetheless, Al Gore is richer than rich for no reason at all. How do you get that rich preaching global warming? Mm-hmm. Because he's able to sucker people into paying him to talk about it. Because what are you doing about it, Bill? Or Bill? Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing about it, Al? What are you doing about? Oh man, I'm out here trying to change people's minds i'm yeah. trying to change the way we live I'm on my private to, on my private on my jet private flying jet, around I'm flying around the world trying to get people to stop flying around the world oh <laughs> what's that <laughs> you too john <laughs> anyway so well so i guess essentially what we're trying to say is once you realize that the coming talks and what you're going to start to see that climate change and the climate change agenda has nothing to do with saving the planet. Because that that's ultimately what they're trying to tell you. Oh, we're doing this to save the planet. Right, they don't give a shit. They, Honestly, they don't give a shit about saving the planet. They give a shit about lining their pockets. Well, lining their pockets, but they had what what it what's the one thing that we're looking at that that's the overwhelming thing that we're we're constantly talking about. What's the what's the overwhelming thing that we're talking about? They don't want to save the planet. They want to have control over it. It's right. control. Right. Everything that we're going to talk about for this Great Reset has to do with control. Not Janet Jackson control. <laughs> right. So, 
ultimately, you know, they're they're talking about sustainable development. But there's really, it's a very fine line and there's not much difference between communism and sustainable development. Right. So we're throwing a lot of numbers, a lot of agendas, a lot of events, a lot of whatever. I'm going to throw one more out at you. So we said event 201, right? Mm-hmm. We said agenda 2030, right? Uh-huh. There was another agenda. Do you remember what that one was? That was agenda 21. And that was along the lines of what year are we in? Oh, wait. Are we in 2021? Hmm. Interesting, right? Hmm. So agenda 21 was the action, I guess, of event 201 and the precursor to the end game of 2030. They're hoping to have all this done by 2030. Um, <clears throat> I think they're trying to have it done before then. I think they're trying to have shit done before. Well, like we've kind of discussed before, and, and this is my personal theory on it. I, I don't know where you stand on it. I, 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 I want to feel that it's pretty similar. I think Donald Trump was a huge wild card that they did not anticipate. Right. And I think that they had no idea he was going to win. Right. They had no in, no envisions or intentions right. of him it, winning. It was supposed to be the handoff. From right Obama to, to Hillary. And, and we were just going to continue on. And things were actually going to progress in a way that probably wouldn't have been so obvious. Well, I'm going to say obvious. And, and I'm also, before you go into that i'm gonna say this so we're sitting here talking about barack and al gore and Mm -hmm. hillary and biden and blah blah blah, and everyone we're talking about is democrats Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say this Mm -hmm. this is not this is a a democrat republican Mm -hmm. thing this is not a a party situation this is a they i'm saying they the, the, the letter R and D have nothing to do with what we're talking about. George Bush, Daddy Bush, we're Bush Jr., they were just as guilty, right. if not, they they have just as much. Like, you, you'll see bits and pieces of, well, shit. Um, what was the one thing? I don't know how true this is, but wasn't there a story floating around that Barack's granddaddy was a Bush? Yeah. You know? That you know, chalk that up to conspiracy theory, whatever. My point being is, Bush, George Bush himself, <laughs> for him only being president for four years and vice president you know, eight years prior, he's been in the shit a lot, right? You know, for years, right? And that's no coincidence. And that's no coincidence. I mean, I'm talking about back to back to Kennedy. Right. He's been in the shit. That's what I'm saying. That's no coincidence right. that they've been I mean, around. Shit. There's a picture, and we and I flirted with this on one of the shows a couple of weeks ago. There's a picture of him, supposedly, in Dallas <laughs> in November, <laughs> in front of the books <laughs> suppository, <laughs> the book depository. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, he was in the CIA. <laughs> Just saying. So so my point being, and it's not because Donald Trump was a Republican. Right. It's because Donald Trump was an outsider. Right. And my, he was not a 
He's not part of the, the, the club. Right. He's not part of the they. Right. I'm sorry. My mic moved. Um, and I had a thought on that, and we talked about this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say this, and, and I, my gun is loaded just in case someone comes kicking through the door. I'm ready. I got it. Oh! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, but seriously. Hair trigger. Okay, so my theory on that is this. And I know we're talking, we're throwing a lot of event numbers and uh, agenda numbers and whatever. But trust me when I tell you it all... Culminates. It all coincides, right? Right. Okay, so I'm going to throw two more groups out there that are a part of these agendas and events. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you know who they are. So if you guys don't know, Google, whatever you want to do. Don't use Google, in my opinion. Use DuckDuckGo, but whatever. Bohemian Grove Society, okay? Mm -hmm. And the other one is the Bilderberg Group, okay? Now, to be a part of either or both of these groups, you have to be uh, extremely rich. Oh, no, man. They're open to the public. Mm, yeah, they are, if you got the money. They are actually <laughs> open to the public, if you got the money. But you know what else? You know what else costs money to be in? What's that? The WEF. Oh well, you know. You, it, hey it, man, look, it's like this. What do you bring to the table? You, not just any. We cannot mode. take over the world for free. <laughs> we, we have need, to be we well need, funded. We need to be funded, Bill Gates. So, not what? <laughs> not you. Just not you, Bill. Finish drinking your beer. So, in in guise of we are open to the public, anybody can join. Right, as long as you got the money. Anybody can join. Which brings me back. Well, I'm six, a, I'm a, I'm a, well I, 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 so 60,000. 60 grand, right? 60 grand gets you in the door. Right, that just gets you in the door. That gets you, that gets door. you a ticket. That gets you in and you can drink from the water fountain. Yeah, you don't even get a drink drink. <laughs> now, upwards, well, upwards of 600,000 yeah. might actually get you into the auditorium. That might get you can actually it. hear what's going on. Yeah. Now, who's got six hundred grand to just drop down to to go listen to one of these meetings? Well, the way I, when I was reading about this, the way I understood it was <laughs> somehow. I tell you what, if nothing else, uh, Klaus Schwab is a good salesman. Okay, because <laughs> he got these people to want to be a part of the day. So you take people that are individually wealthy. Mm -hmm. and invite them to the table just just you know but to be a part of this club is going to cost you some money so my theory is this i feel that they trump is a rich man mm -hmm. right and for years he's always been touted to run for president this him running for president in 2016 wasn't anything new i mean back in the 80s uh, you're going to run for president? Oh, you should run for president. For probably guarantee it for 30 years, they've been asking him to run for president. Just different groups, right? Um, so my theory is this. Trump being a billionaire, along with Bill Gates being a billionaire, and Bezos being a billionaire, and whoever else being a billionaire, or more, trillionaires, mm -hmm. uh, are invited to be a part of this group. It just costs you a little money. So... You don't get to be a billionaire by happenstance, right? It's not like you're, oh, shit, I'm a billionaire, right? You 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 want to become a billionaire. 
<laughs> right? And surely to become a billionaire, you have to hurt some people's feelings. Okay? Yeah, I mean, that's safe to say, that's right? That's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> how are I'm we on not my way. <laughs> I'm on my way. How are we not billionaires? I'm on my the way. only air we got is this stinky shit under our arms. <laughs> oh. Speak for you. <laughs> anyway. So my, my theory is this. Now, I could be wrong, but I think I'm, I think I'm not. I, I could be wrong, but I may be right. Thank you, Billy. Joel. Uh, I feel that Trump was probably invited to join the club. Okay. And he may have threw his 60000 down. He may have threw his $600,000 down to hear what's going on. What's going on. You know, he may go to the Bohemian, or may have gone to the Bohemian Grove. He may have, you know, through the six hundred now. I probably not, right? <laughs> I don't think he intended that society. <laughs> yeah, he probably did the Bilderberg. But anyway, my point is, is where I think he decided to run for president was when he went to the WEF and he went to the Bilderberg Group, and he, uh, well, he probably didn't attend event uh, two hundred one and stuff like that. Because I'm, this is stuff preceding. Well, he would have been president. He yeah, been president this would have been stuff preceding him running for president. I right. think when he was in these situations, because uh, event two hundred one, agenda two twenty one, agenda twenty thirty, those are things that happened recently, relatively recently. So these are things that were probably discussed in the Bilderberg Group ten years ago, mm-hmm. or or further. Mm-hmm. So let's say Trump was at one of these meetings. Okay. And in the meetings, these people are talking about the the they as they were are talking about these events, right? So then you have Trump, and they're like, um, "I don't, I don't know if I like where this is going. Maybe a way for for me to do the right thing and try to stop them is run for president." So when he was running for president, if you recall. Everyone was dismissing him. They never took into account the fact that the man was a a businessman. He wasn't rich by happenstance. He wasn't a billionaire by happenstance. This is my computer. He he was a billionaire because he wanted to be, right? But I think in general, I think he wanted to do all the right things. When he heard the things he heard, He's like, no, this isn't right. I'm going to run for president, which brings us back to what you were saying. They never intended for him to be president. We always hear the Republican, Democrat, Bush, uh, Obama, blah, 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 blah. Well, we've come to believe, we, me and you, come to believe that there is no R or D. There's just a group of people. Right. And they, they put the letter there to get the division in the country right. amongst the common folk, so to speak. Well, it makes you feel like one side's fighting for you and the other right. side. And they're really not. No, I mean, you probably do have the same goal. You do probably have some, you know, good people that believe much right. like we do. And then once they get into the club, they're like, oh, this isn't nothing like what I thought. Well, and it's like we discussed long ago. We need to quit looking at it from an aspect of Republican Democrat, right. a two party system. And we need to start looking at it on a level like nationalist and globalist. Right. Because Trump, we believe, and I believe this to be true today, is a nationalist. And he said as much. Oh, yeah. I mean, make make America great. Right. 
It wasn't make the world great. It was make America great. Right. Whereas Biden's message was what? Build back better. And you know, oddly enough, Biden wasn't the only one that was preaching that message. Mm. No, he was not. So not only did Biden campaign on build back better, which doesn't even sound like a like you're speaking English. You right. know what I mean? Like it sounds like a maybe translation type situation. Right. Or a trigger word. <laughs> but we had Boris Johnson screaming the or or proclaiming the build back better. We had the Prime Minister Imran Khan. Yeah. Preaching build back better. Yeah. We had Justin Trudeau. Trust in trust in Judah. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, Thank Mr. You. Blackface himself. The 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 Canadian Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Right. Building back better. You know who else said it? Who's that? Klaus Schwab. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which leads me to believe he probably that distributed old, uh, that old chestnut. <laughs> he probably distributed the uh, I, I would the scripts. Be willing, I would be willing to bet that that's exactly where Build Back Better came from. Yeah, yeah, because it's all part of of this situation. And like you were saying, you know, a few minutes ago before I rambled on about Trump, where you were saying that they never intended for him to be president, and when when he ran, they they tried to get people to not take him seriously, but. You could obviously see that he was serious. He got the the rallies. He got the people. He got the votes. And he was not supposed to win to the point where they tried to rig that election and underestimated. I I think so. Underestimated the outcome. I think think they underestimated the amount of. Of votes that he was going to garner. Right. And then when he did win, they had to make it look like he was throwing the election and garnered that under Russian hoax and all the, you know, whatever. Well, you looked at he spent four years battling constant of trying to get him out of office. Right. They tried to impeach him twice. They tried to... um, just whatever. They what, just threw it was everything literally out. they were throwing shit at the wall and just seeing what would stick. Right. Because we've got to get him out here because... We thought they hate this guy so much because he's trying to save America. He, I think it goes deeper than that. I think he's in the way of us pushing forward our agendas. Agendas, right? So what I think, and th- like I said, this is my personal opinion. So you, you know, y'all can feel this way. You cannot. This is what I personally believe. I believe he set them back by four years. Right. So I think the culmination of things that you're seeing happening in the world today is a fast forward because we've lost four years. We have to make that up. So I think all the things that we're seeing happening in the world today, the civil unrest, the social justice stuff, the executive orders, the executive orders that Biden's having to do the um, climate change. That's all of a sudden been thrown on because if you remember, we left the um, uh, Paris climate accord, right? He signed us out of them. What the fuck? You know, I mean, that severely fucks their agenda. Right. Because that, and the thing about the Paris Climate Accord had nothing to do with with what you think it has to do. It was about putting money into the system. Right. So, 
he put the major uh, kibosh on their agenda. Right. And then God forbid if he had one for a second term. Uh, and I think that right there is what you need to look at. There was no way in hell he was going to win this election. There was right. no way in hell. And I think to the point where they went to rig the election again, because right. I, I don't give a shit. I'll say it. They rigged this fucking election. Yeah. And anybody yeah, I that mean, can't see that, I, I just don't I don't know what data you're looking at that you cannot see this, which is why we're seeing the, the voter right. in Maricopa County and Arizona. Well, and then also, that's why you're seeing these states like Georgia, Florida, Texas, whatever. That are securing these. Doing these voting right. you know, regulations well, they're trying and to bring voter integrity ID. back well, to but, the voting system. But why do you think the, the left is getting so riled up? Because you have governors like DeSantis and these different states that wanted Trump to win. Maybe they are part of the not they, so to speak, right? Right. Um, where Trump maybe maybe let some of these governors and senators in on the deal. Like when when he was running for uh, for president, like he went after Cruz and um Rand Paul. Rand Paul, you know, he went after these guys. But after he was president, they were some of his closest allies. Like the stuff he said about Cruz and his dad and Rand Paul and stuff like that, he uh, he attacked him. But I, it's almost kind of like he, once he won, he's like, "Okay, guys, I'm you know I, I'm I'm guessing. Hey, I apologize for the words I said. Let me in. On, let let me let you in on a little secret. Close the doors, and this is why I needed to win, and this is what I know. Blah 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 blah. Right. right. Because after that, they became some of his biggest allies. Now, who were some of the people that should be his biggest allies and weren't? Right? Mitch McConnell. Uh, shit, the dude from South Carolina. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. God damn, I thought you forgot. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, who oddly enough... Was in attendance at the Bilderberg Group. Right. Interesting, right? So uh, he's not a good guy as much as he wants to pretend he is. So I'm thinking you take some of these senators and Congress, well, some of the newer Congress people like the, the shit, the chick out of Georgia. Uh, Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, God bless. The chick. <laughs> Apologies to MTG. <laughs> I just couldn't think of her name, but then the girl from uh, Colorado. I don't know names offhand. I'm trying Lauren to... Bobert. Thank you. That's what you're here for. I am the talker. You are the fact checker. And I'm just spitting out words here. The girl, the chick, the dude. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. I'm on a roll here. Just stick with me. You bring these people together. You you take the Rand Pauls and the Senator Cruz's and the Josh Hollies and the the people who are actually trying to make. To make America great again, right? right? The Ron DeSantis. Yeah, the, yeah. You and you let them in on the secret, right? So they are, and they're like, okay, I, I see what you're doing here. I, I get it, right? So God forbid he cannot win again, because and because that'll really push us back. So now you got this light lightning speed of executive orders, and we gotta. 
stop this and we got to stop that and we got to reverse gotta, the pipeline and we got to get back in the climate accord and we got to ramp up the covid we right gotta, we got to keep we that gotta train these vaccines yeah. we got to everything because, that is going on is a stepping stone to something right so when when the covid started trump's like okay we got to stop travel because we're gonna i'm gonna say this about covid i'm gonna say that i believe it's not it's obviously not fake. It's much like uh, SARS was. When when that started in China and the bird flu and all that shit, people freak, freaked out for a second. We stopped the travel, and it kind of went away, right? So we stopped the travel for this, but it didn't go away. Why? Because the, the effects of COVID are very similar to the flu. So what do they do? They just mask the flu as COVID. And you had deaths... But you have deaths from the flu, right? The same people that died from quote-unquote COVID would have died from the flu, which is probably what they had. Or from diabetes or well, from but, heart disease. Well, that's or my point. From... Well, that's my point. I'm not saying died from flu necessarily. They died. The flu exacerbated what they had, the, the obesity, the old age, the heart problems, the, you know, whatever. So... People, it was more the fear porn of, oh my God, look, you got people dying. So you can say, oh, in Italy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, in China, blah, blah, blah. Oh, in England, blah, blah, blah. Because why? Because most of America might not know one person in any of these countries. So you're going to believe what the news tells you. Oh my God, look, it's so right. bad. So in essence, I would assume in Italy and China and all these other places, they're like, in America, blah, blah, blah. In England, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, oh, shit, it's, it's happening in America. Oh, my God. It, oh, 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 let's go. Okay. I'm safe. Mm -hmm. I'm safe now. Are you? I'm safe. Put another one on. Uh, third time's a charm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but my, yeah, you got <laughs> my point is, is... Say what you want about masks. Say what you want about um, vaccines. And we can go into that. Mm -hmm. um, I also think, or I shouldn't say I, we, because we share a brain, hmm. uh, think the mask, the whole mask thing wasn't about safety. It was about compliance. It was about, this is what, we're going to put this out there. And we'll know who we can manipulate with this fear because those will be the people that mask up without thought right now i i say there's two types of maskers if you want to call them that there are the people that are full-on wear a mask i drive with a mask on those people right <laughs> i don't i'm saying and to the point where i don't know why it does and i know we say the same thing and i don't know why this bothers me but if I'm sitting, like yesterday, me and my wife were coming back from uh, somewhere. Oh, we took something to my son's house. So we're coming home and uh, sitting there at the red light, and I'm looking across in the red light facing me, and I'm like, so there's a woman and a man in a car. One's driving, one's in the passenger seat. No one else is in the vehicle, just the two of them. Now, I assume it's not an Uber because... They're both in the front, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so you got a man and a woman. I'm assuming husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, right? 
both with the mask on. So I look, I said to my wife, I'm like, see, that, that's the stuff that really pisses me off. She's like, why? I say, well, the thing is, I guess it, what pisses me off is it shouldn't piss me off because whatever, you do you. But my question is this. You're driving in a car together with your mask on. So when you're at home together, do you keep the mask on? When you go to bed, do you wear a mask? Do you shower with it on? Are you the person that when you go out to eat, because they actually were going to eat, so it's not they were just driving around with the mask on. They were going to eat, but they already had the mask on. So it's almost like they were getting ready for, oh, let's go eat dinner, honey. Okay, get dressed. They put their mask on like it's part of their attire. Right. And... Well, we'll just put it on now at the house so we don't have to put it on when we get to the restaurant. Okay. But to me, I bet they're the same people that while they're eating, the mask is hanging from the ear, you know, circa Ben Stiller, something about Mary. (laughs) And they eat and they probably put the mask on and they slip the straw in through the side. You know, in the meantime, the straw is just sitting out there getting all the COVID on it. (laughs) But my point is, is, is something. No. (laughs) Uh, I think they did the mask thing not necessarily for uh, safety. I think it was more for compliance. So you have the two masks. Like I said, you have these people that are going to wear the mask because that's what we have to do. We have to do it. Then you have people that wear the mask because they don't want to get yelled at. Well, it's twofold. So one is compliance. How many people are going to... If we tell people tomorrow, this is your new reality, how many people are going to comply with that? Right. And then two... Like we talked about before, it's the fear porn. You're trying to push a narrative. You're trying to push something because you want people afraid. That's why when you turned on CNN, you saw the numbers. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into a COVID talk because COVID is only a part of this. A part of this. Now it's a huge part because they're like I said, this is the engine right now that they're using to drive all this other stuff right. in. And it and it's being masked in confusion because all that anyone can talk about and like we're talking a chunk on this show right now is about the covid but in the grand scheme of things it's it's right it's it's other things right all right so believe it or not there was actually a book from 2010 that was written by richard florida of all people imagine that (laughs) who was a professor at the university of toronto rotman school of management all right and it was called the great reset Hmm. interesting how new ways of living and working drive post-crash prosperity all right. Okay. And in this book, it predicts that a global economic crash will bring about the Great Reset. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Gee, who's been preaching that shit? Yeah. Right? Identically described by Klaus Schwab in his 2016 and 2018 books, The Fourth Industrial Revolution and Shaping the fourth industrial revolution. So in this, in that book, they're identifying what the great reset is. One, it is a global centralized economy. So I want to define this so people understand exactly what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the conspiracy theory that nobody wants to mention because they everybody think as soon as you bring it up, you're a kook. Yeah, you're a fucking you're yeah, your all, tinfoil you're hat on. Guys. Yeah, here we go. Here's another Alex Jones cycle. We're talking about the NWO. We're talking about the New World Order. We're talking about not, global, not reset. Hulk Hogan, and we're not talking about Hulk Hogan right. and Scott Nash and, and or Kevin Nash and <laughs> Scott Hall. Sorry, oh, or Scott Nash. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they were essentially women. I digress. <laughs> so, Wasn't her, dude. The Great Reset is one. It is a global centralized economy with a core focus on sustainable development across all industries and all daily societal life. And it's two, a vast increase in taxes <laughs> and top-down spending creating interconnected, sustainable, there's that word again, prosperity, and a common sustainability developed utopia. Three, a switch from shareholder capitalism to what did we just talk about if you if you listen in on part one stakeholder capitalism right there's that word we're already starting to see it now in the news right right this is shit from 2010 we're starting to see it pop up now right and four a decreased need for private ownership of anything now, I'm going to read you a little little quote that I found. Well, hold on real quick. So, what was that last little bit you just said? Decreased ownership of... Of private of property. private property. What is that also similar to? Well, that's my point. Okay. So, here's the quote that I found. The theory of the communist may be summed up in a single sentence... Abolition of private property. Uh, that was Karl Marx. Hmm. Sugar water. Oh, AstraZeneca. Uh, Maria's oh. busy. Yeah, she, her and Bill, She's, I don't know what they're doing in there. Point being, what are we seeing going right now? We've got Antifa running rampant up the West Coast. Right. We've got them pushing. What are they pushing? They're pushing communism they're pushing their marxist ideas what are we saying about the blm co-founder she's a trained trained marxist Marxist. right and klaus klaus schwab Schwab. is a marxist he is a communist he is not that we think he is he is what are they pushing they're pushing their socialism agenda right social aoc the squad aoc uh uh, Ilian Omar, uh, Talib, Talib, uh, right. what's the other one? Presley. Presley, yeah. What are they pushing? Socialism is great. Right. Socialism, socialism is the answer green, to all our problems. The Green New Deal and sustainability and the whatever. So, another thing, too, in with the WEF and the all these different agendas and and books and whatnot. Um. You talk about private property or private whatever. What does that also entail? Small businesses. So a way to kind of ruin small businesses, at least in America, I don't know how it is in other countries, is you shut down the country. So in America, they shut down the country. They said, oh, God, COVID's bad. 14 days of slow to spread. It turned into, in some states, it's, Still 14 days to slow to spread, right? 400 and yeah. how many days now? So if you owned a small business, whether it be a restaurant or, or whatever, you're screwed, right? If, you're, if, you're, if you own a fucking little, uh, you know, breakfast nook, you know, greasy spoon, whatever you want to call it, you're closed because you couldn't get goods because anyone that was able to, to still produce goods, it went to your national companies. It went to... 
your Walmarts and your Targets and your Publixes and your Kroger's, uh, yeah, Kroger's and your your national buying power centers. Right. If you owned a mom and pop five and dime, you're out of business. If you owned a mom and pop uh, pharmacy, you're out of business. You they worried about the Walgreens and the CVSs and the those types of places. The the glo- well global hmm. powers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those names in which I just said are part of the 2030 agenda. So I'm not. Uh, hold on, real no, quick. Go ahead. And I'm. And if you guys think we're just spitballing and making shit up here, I'm going to say this about that. If you work for a global company, or or in, or if, even if you don't think you work for a global company and you work for a an American company, whether it be Coke or Walmart or Walgreens or Pepsi or Nabisco or whatever, okay. Whoever you work for, if it's a if it's a what you think is a national company, you work for Disney, you work for whatever Amazon, Amazon, Google the company that you work for's name, okay. Google Target Agenda Twenty Thirty. Tell me what you'll see. What you're going to see is how that company. Is all on board the sustainability of the com- of the world and the blah, 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 blah. Again. right? I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm not just saying this because we think this is what's going to happen. We're not conspiracy theorying this. It's out there. You can look it up. I've done that because <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching these videos and I'm like, huh? Well, I wonder if the place I work for is part of this. Hmm. Sure. Shit. Yes. Uh, I wonder if the place my wife works for is part of this. Hmm. Yep. And the funny thing is, you look up whatever company, Agenda 2030. That's all you got to key in. You don't got to put any spook words in there. Just company, whatever the company is. Ford, Agenda 2030. Target, Agenda 2030. Uh, Walmart, Agenda 20. Whatever you want to look it up. Publix, Agenda 2030. It's there. It's and the funny thing is, is about like, uh, us at Ford. We believe blah 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 blah. Us at Walmart, we believe blah blah. blah. And basically, the words are all the same: sustainability, reproduction, cut da, 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 da. Yeah, changing the yeah, name. Charles or Charles Schwab. Uh, Klaus Schwab's like, there you go. Put this down. You know, change the name. Right, right out. And, right out. And why? Because you just talked about this. Why did? Do did those companies <laughs> did <laughs> what <laughs> did do and did do man come on it's it's the it's the they they it's the the they now why did these companies bow down to the agenda twenty thirty why did they do it because like you just said um uh I'm sorry I was reading that <laughs> they want to be part of. They want to still be in business. Right. Right? You're either with us. Or you're out of business. Right. So so if you belong to one of these companies and you own stock in said company, you would be considered what? A shareholder, right? Right. Oh, man, buy stock in this company. You're going to be one of our shareholders. Right. And you can own stock and you can be a owner of this. Uh, you know, that's the way they pushed it. I mean, mm-hmm. when you know, different companies that I've worked for, that's how they get you in to buy stock. Right. Well, guess what? I now this is my feelings. We talked about this. I believe that sooner 
Nothing. I I have a a belief that sooner, unfortunately, than later, that stock might not be worth shit. Well, once again, what did we just mention is the third part of the Great Reset. A switch from shareholder capitalism, which is where we're at now, to stakeholder capitalism. And they're making that switch on the guides of being a part of Agenda 2030 and also being a part of, uh, I know we're throwing a lot of acronyms and and, abbreviations and agendas and events and whatnot, but what was the other thing? ESG. Interesting enough. Keep, stay on that for a minute. Stay on it. Stay on it. I'm on it. Sit on that for a minute. Oh, it hurts. I, I just want to bring you back to point number four. And if you... If, you, if you're not understanding what point four is, decreased need for private ownership of anything. Right. That means your the money. house that you're living in, <laughs> guess what? That, that ain't your that's house mine. anymore. You're living there? That's not your house. Right. That's not your property. You I, I want to sell my house. Mm. You, whose house? <laughs> whose house? Run's house. Oh, wait. Exactly. <laughs> that car that you're driving to work each day? Yeah, man, you like it? You yeah. like my car? No, that's not your car. Oh, whose is it? <laughs> it, it it's, it's theirs. It's their car. Who's they? Mm, mm. Interesting. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know, sucker. <laughs> I mean, he says something else. But. <laughs> Decreased need for private ownership. If you're not understanding yet, they don't want you to own shit. Look at what we were talking about just a couple episodes ago. Why is Bill Gates the largest farm owner in the United States right now? Because money, as we know it, isn't going to matter, right? Why is the government buying up lots of farmland in America right now, namely Nebraska? Right. Sustainability, man. Come on, man. Sustainability. Sustainability. (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying. So... That being said, you can go back to your ESG, your MSG. Your, <laughs> MSG, man, your come on. CNN, your whatever it was you were going to talk about. Go ahead, man. Oh, 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 Biden's about to get in trouble. He's taking a question. Uh-oh. Don't do it, Joe. I'm going to get in trouble here. Uh, Biden takes reporters' questions. How sad is that that that's got to be? That's breaking news. That is breaking news. Fox News alert. <laughs> Biden takes reporters' questions. <laughs> I wonder if it's a pre-scripted pro. Let's let's go to Fox and see what he's, this is what's going on here. We know. Yeah, fuck that. He's just mumbling. He's got pre pre pre-recorded answers. Gum. <laughs> it's dot gum. com. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so, Envi- so ESG, environmental, social, and uh, corporate governance. So guys, do you remember a while back, Don? Uh, he actually came up with a story about your your social credit score, right? And we kind of talked about it, and you know, hey, we 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 had a good laugh about it, and, right? You know, and then the China NSA laughed about it, and, <laughs> you know, and China laughed about well, it. Well, China's so. like we're already doing it, so so AstraZeneca, <laughs> Agua. But this is essentially the ESG your social your social credit score that we were talking about, except for your company. So your company is going to be graded on how well they adhere to the new goals. The sustain- Azucaragua. Hmm. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> yeah. 
how well your company scores on the sustainability goals that are set forth under the new guideline. Right. And so all of these things, so the, this EEG, EEG, EEG. Easy for you to say. ESG is part of, shockingly enough, uh, the WEF. Okay. So they use this to, I guess, bully. Is bully a good word? Companies to, that's why if you work for a, a company, and I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say national, world, whatever. I'm just going to say a company because if you work for a mom and pop, uh, you know, whatever, you're not part of a company. You're part of a local business, right? Locally owned business, which they want to get rid of because you are not allowed to own anything. And uh, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm looking at the slide. Go ahead. Um, so they, <laughs> I swear to God, we got to start twitching these, man. <laughs> you want me to start twitching? Is that what <laughs> so ESG, uh, I believe that the the WEF and these the days, mm-hmm. so to speak, use this to um, bully companies into guilting them into doing what they want. So if you don't do this, you're out. If you don't do that, you're out. So the environmental aspect brings you into the sustainability of whatever. So recycling, uh, electric cars. uh, Not leaving a carbon footprint. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm sure most of your companies, you've heard that. Right. You've heard that rhetoric going on for a couple of years. Yeah, and the funny thing is... Reduce our carbon footprint. Some of these... What they do is they take to reduce their carbon footprint. They don't really do anything. What they do is they take. So I guess from the way I understand it is companies around the country, at least in America, I don't know how it is in other countries, but you're allowed X, depending on how big of a company you are, you're allowed X amount of, of a carbon footprint, right? Mm-hmm. So if you as a company know you're going to spend more than what you're allowed to do, you go to like in my company if if you're allowed a million whatever whatever the the measurement is right. if you're allowed a, a million of it and you're going to use two million well then your company might only use five hundred thousand of it and this company over here only uses five hundred thousand then me I might come up and say hey how about I buy those other five hundred thousand off you for a billion dollars or whatever or kind of a similar situation that we just saw earlier this year in Texas where they were having problems with their energy. Right. Well, we could exceed. Right. We could meet the demand, but we would exceed our carbon, your ESG, our emissions. your emissions, your, what you're allowed to do. Oh, well, that's a shame that we'll let you go ahead and do that, but it's going to come at a surcharge. You're going to have to pay extra. Right. And that's when you've seen these folks, energy bills out the roof because they got, they got, screwed on it because we the the they in this we doesn't give a shit about the you in america <laughs> wait what right <laughs> that's not like a biden speech <laughs> what i'm trying to say is um dot gum <laughs> but, uh, ultimately so and then in the s part society they try to 
if you work, like I was, was going to say, is if you work for a company, mm -hmm. you hear what? What's the one word that you hear in companies? Diversity, right? Mm -hmm. So diversity is you're trying to make your workforce more diverse. So to me, if I owned a company, my diversity would, wouldn't be based on skin color. I could care less if you're white or black or Asian or what. I don't care. What are you going to do as an individual to make my company better, right? That's how I would do it. But, but guess, the unfortunate thing well, is these companies are getting scored on. Right, so I would score well, low on the ESG report card, right? right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I might not have the right amount of black folks or Asian folks or Hispanic or folks women, or whatever, or, or women, or you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure you get like a triple scorecard if you got a, a black Asian woman or something. I wonder what the scorecard for Hooters is because they don't have very many men that work there. I didn't know they had any men that work there. No. <laughs> well, I, they do have some nice they chicken wings though. They rate low on the diversity scale. Did you look it up? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were looking it up. No, but uh, but my point is, is so if you work for a company, and <laughs> I really, I don't know how I want to say this because I know it's going to sound extremely racist, and I don't mean it to be, but uh, here we What's go. What's it, David? No. <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, David Duke, join us on the program. <laughs> Listen here, you son of a bitch. No, um, that's where you'll see an influx of you know diversified work groups. You'll have a lot, you know, of Colored folks, so <laughs> colored folks. I I really don't know how to Jesus. say this. But I know, I know, it sounds bad, and, I, and I'm really not trying to be that. And it's not the beer. Wow. But wow. my point is, is if you want to make a diverse work group, workforce, it should be about making the company better, not filling checking a box, so to speak. Yeah. Now I understand why some of these things are in place. I get it. Right. But we've gone overboard to the fact that we are turning down potentially more qualified people for jobs. Just to check a box because this person's Hispanic or black or a female or whatever the case may be, you know. So so to wrap it up, man, shit, we might have to turn this into a three-parter. I don't. What are we running at right now? We're at an hour and a half. Jesus. Um we might just, you know, we might just have to do a third part in another day because it's kind of late. <laughs> well, essentially what we're trying to say is with all these things that we're talking about, all these steps, all these mechanisms that they're using to drive this revolution, because that's essentially what this is. Right. This is a revolution. But not in a revolution in the sense that we, are, we would think of not, a revolution. Right. We think of a revolution as being a good thing. Yeah, I tell you what, I I just had thoughts come into my head. Oh shit! No, because sorry guys, I was trying to end it. Well, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it because we could literally. I think we could stop and go into part three, and we will do a part three. We're just gonna have to do it another day. And I, I and I know as much as this pains you for me to say what I'm about to say, we might have to part three it soon. Oh, I don't think this part three is gonna have is gonna be able to wait a week. <laughs> did, I, did I get you in the nuts? Because I'm going to say this, and this is where I'm going to leave the cliffhanger. And this kind of circled in a, in a Jen Psaki manner of circling back around to the coronavirus. One of the other things in the thing with the thing, you know what I'm saying? Buddy, you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm here. It's tapioca time. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> One of the other 
agendas in <laughs> the said agendas <laughs> mm-hmm. is population control. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? Right. So I'm going to stop there hmm. with this little bit of a teaser. Say what? <laughs> I, I don't know what you said. <laughs> so anyway, my, my Jill, my, what's her name? Jill, Jen Saki, uh, circle back is this. Yep. We've heard, where have you said, where have we heard population control, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we joke about things like in our personal life when we're talking about stuff and we kind of do show prep and, and we joke about things. So I asked you last week, I think it was. Do you remember the question I asked you? <laughs> Dude, I don't remember the question you asked me five minutes ago. You think I'm going to remember from a week ago? Well, what do you know about the Guidestones? Oh. oh don't yeah. answer. Don't answer. Oh, yeah. One thing I do know is the Guidestones talked about a population number. So I'm going to leave it at that. You guys do some research for yourself. We've given you a shit ton of information. But I will say this. Coronavirus was a way to get people to start taking a vaccine that might not have anything to do with the coronavirus. Well, that being said, coronavirus, COVID, BLM, Sustainable Development, Agenda 21, Event 201, Agenda 2030, Communism, are all connected. Right. And there's one I left out of there because I'm not quite ready to put it in there yet. And on that note, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and put a lid on the day <laughs> and tune in to this uh, part three. And it'll be coming soon. So just, just you it'll know what? Coming you know what? Bill Clinton. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> you know what? This is how we're going to do this is if you subscribe to our show, you'll know when part three comes up. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be before... It's going to be before next Wednesday. It's going to have to be because <laughs> <laughs> he's twitching over there. <laughs> but just know this. This all has to do with each other. And this is just one more thing. I think the thing is with coronavirus is just so much of a, uh, you know, to, and it's really getting people going. And um, eh, I think they're putting too much on everybody at one time. And, well, that, but it's coming again, to a head. as we talked about, it, they had to. Right. But anyway, so we're going to put a lid on that and just subscribe to our channel, guys. If you listen to us on wherever you listen to us, if it's Apple, Podbeam, Google, Amazon, iHeart, subscribe to the show. Please, guys, share this. We've got a lot of information that we just spit on you. <laughs> we basically just, you are, you are our blue dress to our Bill Clinton. Hey. Sorry, Bill. So they're a stain? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I just said we gave them a lot of information. They're the blue dress, so we gave them a lot of... Oh, I thought you were saying... No, no, no. They're not a stain. (laughs) I guess that was a bad analogy. I'm sorry, Bill. That's okay. I get it. Anyway. (laughs) Um, My point is, is subscribe to our show. Please share this. Uh, And... I don't think anything that we, with the exception of my theory on Donald Trump and how he became a part of this situation, that was my theory. Everything else you can look up. We're not bullshitting you on anything we just said. So on that note, we are going to call it a day. 
and uh, have a great one. The pandemic and, uh, is that the president has no intercourse whatsoever with the rest of the, country, the, uh, the world on dealing with these things. We led, like Barack Obama led in the uh, corona, I mean, excuse me, in, 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 in the pandemic that occurred. 